Hello and welcome to episode number 84 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers, and today's episode is entitled Fire and the Doppler Effect. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. This week, we'd like to recognize Mitchell de Savoie for his commitment and service to Canada's military intelligence community. We sleep safer at night because of what he and so many others do to protect our nation. Thank you for all that you do. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my student producer and my great friend Nathan Rivers, and thanks for joining us today. As always, both of us, we appreciate the company. Now, decades ago, teaching jobs were really tough to find. So if you wanted to work in the educational field, you needed to be prepared to just about teach any grade in just about any course. I've actually taught, truthfully, kindergarten right through to grade 12 at some point in my career. And you know, as a result of that, I did learn just a ton about children and young adults. One year, I actually took a position in the mid-80s where I taught a grade four class on the small island just outside of Vancouver, and I'd have to take a fare every morning just to get to work. I often say that that's the year that I really learned how to teach because it wasn't in university. It was taking this position. You see, many of the children that I was teaching that were in that class, many of them had learning challenges. And honestly, for you know reasons that kind of elude me at this point, there was no educational assistant to support the kids or to support myself. I was on my own, on an island, literally. Well, this first week of school, the principal, who was amazing, he called me in the office and he told me, he said, this is where I needed to step outside of the box of traditional teaching and get creative. And we both knew that talk and chalk was not going to work with these children. And he said he'd support me with anything and everything that I did to make the kids learn. And he kind of paused and then he chuckled and he said, just try not to lose any of these kids along your journey. And honestly, I may end up doing several episodes about what I learned that year and some of the things that I did. Because some of them were pretty memorable in more ways than one. Now... Each of those lessons that I taught those kids focused on you know, student engagement, and it did incorporate multiple disciplines like reading and math and social studies and science, and of course, fun. But one of those lessons I'll never forget, and that was actually a science lesson, and I call it the Doppler effect, and we were learning about sound waves. Now, for some of you non-science people or those of you that don't watch the Big Bang Theory, the Doppler effect, by definition, is the change in frequency of a sound wave in relation to an observer who's moving relative to the wave source. You got that? Well, don't worry about it, neither do my grade fours. It actually means that sound waves become more compressed the closer they get to the observer and further apart as they pass the observer. And as a result, you get the object, like a car, becoming louder the closer it gets and quieter the further away it, be it becomes. Let me kind of demonstrate. So let's see if I can do a car sound here. It goes, you got that? Okay, well, back to the story. So I decided to teach this concept to my class of nine-year-olds. So I got this great idea. 
How about, how about if I get the police on this island to block off part of the road in front of the school? And I take my 68 Skylark and I roar past these kids who are standing a safe distance back from the road and they'll be supervised by the principal. And I travel about 60 to 70 kilometers an hour and I'd be laying on the horn. And once again, the goal was for them to see and understand as my car roared by with me on the horn that the closer my vehicle got, the louder the horn became because the sound waves were becoming compressed. And when I sped by, the horn became quieter because the sound waves would dissipate. So on a Friday, just after lunch, the experiment was set up and I was ready to roll. And the kids were standing by the side of the road with the principal all cheering as I climbed into my 68 Skylark. The road was closed for about 150 to 200 meters by the police and the stage was set. And you know what? That lesson, it was an incredible success. Except, and you knew there was a but, right? Except that during that drive-by, my car caught on fire. Seriously, it caught on fire. It seems that the horn had started a spark, and that was because I was laying on the horn for such an extended period of time. And when it started spark, there was some gas and oil in the carburetor, and it caught on fire. Also, the kids learned later what the word combustion meant. Well, when the motor started a spark and these thick, billowing clouds of black smoke started emerging from the hood of my car as I drove by, I told you it was an old car, one of the grade fours said later that it looked like a meteorite speeding by with a rooster tail. That was actually a lesson that I had taught earlier in the year in a, in a science experiment. Anyways, I stopped the vehicle, I popped the hood, and I turned my fire extinguisher on the, on the, on the, uh, on the motor. I waited several minutes, and then I drove back to the school as if it would have been planned all along. Now, when I drove into the parking lot, the kids were cheering and screaming. It was as if I was some kind of superhero. Although, I'll tell you something, I actually ended up driving, believe it or not. I, I drove that, comb, that, excuse me, that car home that night. But honestly, that, that horn never worked again. And you know what? That's too bad because that car cost me a whopping $400 in 1986. Oh, by the way, another byproduct of that lesson was that the kids learned that the speed of light travels faster than the speed of sound because they actually saw the smoke billowing from the hood before they heard the horn on that car. And there you go, two lessons in one. Who would have thought? So the kids had an awesome lesson related to the Doppler effect. They got some practical information firsthand, even if it did cost me some anxious moments and the horn of a 1968 Skylark. So here's what I'm hoping you learned with kids. Think outside the box when teaching them concepts and ideas. Be creative. Use your imagination. Take them outside. Do stuff that will mesmerize them and inspire them and motivate them so that your lesson leaves an indelible imprint of the information, the concepts that you want them to understand. Because those are the lessons that will live on forever with those kids. Now, having said that, just be careful if you're using a 68 Skylark and you're teaching them about the Doppler effect. But it's all good. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers. Thanks for listening. We'll both be back next week. Please take care, be well, and as always, peace.